Welcome to day 120 of Shaped by the Word in our third season, a story of the prophets. Uh, the prophets are the collection of writings that uh, are wonderful in their variety and their oracles, uh, both in their pronunciations of judgment and also uh, the hope that they extend to God's people and restoration that comes from a gracious God. We've been reading through Isaiah, and Isaiah is unique among the prophets in that he expands the entire history. Uh, he begins his ministry very early. Uh, warning the people of impending judgment and calling them to repent. If they do not repent, there will be judgment. And, of course, Isaiah sees them through a period of judgment. And while he probably didn't live through the restoration, uh, the last half of the book, which is where we find ourselves, is, is where he lays out the hope of restoration. And, of course, there will be immediate restoration as the nation is brought back to Jerusalem. But there will be a further restoration, not only of the nation of Israel, but of all creation, uh, as everything is summed up, you know, in the servant, you know, that we've been reading about. So we find ourselves in Isaiah 61 and Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge, uh, David Keefe and Matthew Kresge. And as always, uh, before we read, we, we pause and realize what a wonderful gift we have in God's word and we prepare our hearts to receive it. Uh, so Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do have a wonderful gift in your word. We thank you that um, every time we open it, uh, we hear from you and and we're being shaped by that, by you. And so, Father, we we ask as uh, as we enjoy this time together that um, your joy would abound in us. That, that Father, your grace would abound in us, and that you would give us wisdom as we read. Thank you for the gift of reading in community, uh, mm-hmm. Father. Would you um, would you bless this time and attend to us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. If these words uh, sound familiar to you, these are uh, this is the text of Jesus' inaugural sermon. Uh, in the uh, synagogue in in Nazareth. Uh, So Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities and that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks, warners will work your fields and vineyards, and you'll be called priests of the Lord, and you'll be named ministers of our God. You'll feed on the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you'll receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, you rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seed to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. 
You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted, or will your name be desolate. But you will be called Hephizelah, and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. I have posted watchmen on your walls at Jerusalem that will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest, and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her praise the earth. The Lord is sworn by, sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm. Never again will I give your grain as food to your enemies, and never again will foreigners drink the new wine for which you have toiled. But those who harvest it will eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather the grapes will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Pass through, pass through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, raise a banner for the nations. The Lord has made proclamations to the ends of the earth. Say to daughter Zion, see your Savior comes, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you will be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. This is one of the more beautiful uh, representations of uh, the new heavens and the new earth and the restoration of Israel, uh, you know, after her reject, you know, rejection and after judgment and after, you know, her long exile, she's brought back. And you can see through the latter part of this week, you're having images of the Exodus, a mighty rescue by God that is powerful in every way as he defeats the gods of the nations and restores the fortunes of his people. And you have it in the most lavish, you know, you know kind of terms. One of the things to keep in mind when you, you, you come here to this section is this is built on the section before we talked about, you know, the suffering servant. Uh, because the restoration of God's people comes not through uh, the fact that they have paid for all of their sins or the fact that, you know, the time of judgment is over, but the fact that there is one who has redeemed them and bought them through their suffering and has restored them and has given them grace. So this is a grace, you know, from beginning to end. Yeah, That's really what stood out to me. And that's what I was even thinking of as we've, it's been so fun reading through Isaiah because we've gone through all the ups and the downs and the frustrations that we've seen in the people and in their shepherds and in their leaders. And so, yeah, to reflect on the suffering servant last week and then to enter into 61 and 62 is just to see that grace upon grace to these people who are so undeserving and then to reflect on, yeah, that's us in Christ Jesus as well. And so I love, as you mentioned at the beginning as well, that as Jesus begins preaching, this is where he turns to. And it's been fun to read the broader context of that as we've journeyed through Isaiah. No, it is. And, and, and of course, it's a message of hope and of restoration uh, for the weary, for the poor, for the uh, for the blind, for the lame. You know, it's a picture of God's overall restoration, uh, you know, which begins with us, you know, as his people, those who have received his grace, but will extend through all the earth until uh, the earth, you know, is covered with the glory of the Lord. As yeah. the waters cover the sea. <laughs> yeah. And these just these markers, you know, Jesus begins his his teaching right here, you know, quoting this passage, letting us know, man, the, the Messiah has come. And we haven't seen the suffering servant yet. And his I mean that will come in his ministry. But right. even when John the Baptist is, you know, hey, are you the one or should we look for another? These themes that we see in Isaiah sixty one and in other places are so important to the Messiah's you know, identity and his work. 
that yeah. Jesus is claiming to be the Messiah and, in his yeah, response there's, back. There's no doubt, you know, that anyone reading this, you've seen several images of God's rescue. So you go for the you know, first 39 chapters of Isaiah, it's a coming, it's a coming king who will rescue Israel. And then you start, you know, chapters 40 through, you know, through, you know, 56, it's a suffering servant who, who will rescue. And now you have, you know, the pictures once again of the coming king and the suffering servant coming together in, in these last few chapters. And, and so the picture is only clear when we see it through Christ. And the more we see Christ, the more clear the picture you know, becomes. I just, I love all the little lines that um, have kind of a, instead of getting this, which you have received, you're going to get this. Yeah. And and it's it's a replacement of, and also like a new identity in Christ. But um, man, starting in verse three, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the, of a spirit of despair. I mean, that is so beautiful. And then even verse 7, instead of your shame, you'll receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you'll rejoice in your inheritance. So, I mean, this new identity and and this replacement of what we deserve, really, is just so um, lavishing. Like, it's, it's, it's just such beautiful imagery for what we receive in Christ. And, and that's just the bonus because what the, the main thing that we get is, right. is Christ himself. Right. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is, you know, in your despair, you know, instead uh, covered with a garment of praise mm-hmm. and, and that's not, you know, just, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves in despair and we kind of, you know, we, we kind of force praise, you know, in order mm-hmm. to, you know, change our heart, which is a good practice by the way. Uh, in that, you know, we, we bring ourselves to a place of praise, but he's not just saying, I, I'm going to bring you to begrudging praise in the mm-hmm. middle of your despair. I'm going to take your despair away and replace it, you know, right. with, uh, with joy and uh, with all of that. And of course, you, you have that little line in your, you know, the, the favorable year of the Lord, which uh, is an Old Testament, you know, ideal that was never realized in Israel. And that's the year of Jubilee, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, four hundred forty-nine mm-hmm. years or the seventh Sabbath <laughs> years, where all debts are forgiven and all lands are restored, and, and so you have this kind of thing happening not only on a on a, a physical level as Israel's restored to the land, but on a spiritual level as they're restored into relationship, you know, with their with their God. And so, all of uh, all of the gospel is the year of jubilee, yeah. mm-hmm. the year of the Lord's restoration. Mm-hmm. Verse eight, for I, the Lord, love justice. If you ever wonder like what, I mean, this is such a great verse for just like Mm -hmm. showing you his character. This is, this is true of me. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing in my faithfulness. I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them, reminding us over and over again of this covenant that he's made and that he is bringing it to fruition in, in Jesus. It's just so so good yeah and of course the picture of justice is uh you know in the old testament these words are, are bigger than the way that, that we've used them They're the words first of all of giving god his due but also of giving others you know their due it's not you know just simply uh being fair but giving the honor due them uh, you know restoring the dignity you know that they were created to have and, and so to act in justice is to see ourselves in light of who god is and to treat others in light of what god has and, and given in them, and that's uh, and, and from that we get, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength and all your soul and your mind, and and love your neighbor, you know, as yourself. That that's the true sense of justice. That neighbor love, 
and the lifting up of others, which is what, you know, the servant has promised I'll do. Yeah. That's what he's done for us. Right. And then calls us to do that to all peoples, to the mm-hmm. nations, even as it's talked about right. here. This is not just to the people I really like and they kind of give me a little bit back when I help them. Yeah. This is a... No. This is reversing yeah. some of those struggles in people's lives. And, and we have to see ourselves as recipients of, of this kind of justice. And, and of course, that that's kind of an opposite, really, because the justice we deserved was to pay for our sins. Mm-hmm. But the justice we received is to be given dignity and honor and, 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 and grace mm-hmm. uh, to be restored. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you have the love 62 of just that kind of great reversal. Now Zion gets a new name, a new glory. And we see the heart of the father towards his people that he delights in them, not just save them, but you know, he now delights in them for the Lord will take delight in you. Your land will be married as a young man marries a young woman. So your builder will marry you, you know, but, but this, this new name comes not just for Israel, you know, physically as a nation, but it says pass through, pass through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, right. raise a banner for the nations that all yeah. the nations, you know, will marvel at the salvation that God has accomplished. And, and of course, you know, from last year, our story of scripture, we realized that one of the central promises of scripture, you know, is a promise to Abraham that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through you. And we see the fulfillment of that in the coming of King to Zion. So the first step is to restore Zion, but it's, it's not an end in of itself. Mm-hmm. It's so that the nations may come and be restored and all of that. <laughs> David, why don't you close us with word prayer? Father, we thank you so much for all the grace we have received in Christ Jesus. May that never be lost on us. May we be a people who, as those who've received grace, who've received mercy, um, may we extend that um, to our fellow man um, for your glory and their joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.